Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to share a message real briefly with us. Um, how to walk through seasons of onslaught. How to walk through seasons of attack. How to walk through seasons where it feels like hell is trying to burn you down. Anyone ever felt that before? Just felt like everything was attacking you from every single angle. And it was like, I feel like I'm losing myself. I'm losing my mind. I feel like I'm about to lose everything I have. I feel like I've got friendships under attack. I feel like my finances are under attack. I feel like I can't prove it, but it feels like all of hell has decided to pick on me. I feel darkness surrounding me. I feel overwhelmed by the enemy. And I can I almost am starting to struggle feeling God. Anyone ever felt that before? Everybody, every single one of us has felt that feeling. And I just really felt impressed by the Lord this morning. We're going to just share some stuff. We all walk through challenging seasons and it feels as though all the powers of darkness and hell have focused their assaults just on us. And it seems like everyone else around us is doing pretty good. But we're in, under this cloud, and it, when we use the word cloud, it's, it's very almost cheap. But it feels like you can, you almost feel demonized. Yeah. You almost feel like you got demons, because yeah. they're so close. And it's, it's like, why am I going through this? I go to church, I give to God, I, I love Jesus, I pray, I read the Bible, I worship to, to elevation. <laughs> what, is, what is happening to me right now there's this I feel so demonic I'm starting to question myself okay you're not crazy you're not crazy you're under attack okay so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just briefly right now I'm going to walk us through what to do so that you come out the other side on top say on top See, the Bible says that, that we're above only, not beneath. We're the head and not the tail. We've got to remember that when God says things, the devil comes to challenge those things. And remember, it says that, you know, don't be deceived. Even, even the devil can present himself as an angel of light. So, so the devil is actually interested in trying to deceive our senses. Because if he can deceive our senses and our perception, if we're not strong, and if I could use the word stubborn in the word of God and what we believe, we'll start to change what we believe so that we're movable. So that's why the enemy uses senses to push us around and make us feel like we're losing our minds. Is this helping someone today? Because we need to hear this because right now the world's crazy. And there are full-blown deceiving spirits sweeping the whole world. Yeah. And they are, it's not, just, it's not just the stuff on the news, it's atmospheres that have no label in the, in the natural. I'm not talking about movements right now, I'm talking about atmospheres that don't necessarily have a label. Can feel very confusing and disorientating and hopeless and very oppressed. Like, man, I was just praying for other people to get free. And this week I'm feeling like I am demon-possessed, but I'm not demon-possessed. I'm just feeling really oppressed right now. Hello. You're not crazy. I just want to say that over and over again because that's what it's trying to make you feel. Trying to make you feel like you're losing your mind. you got the Spirit of God with you. But that's why David said, even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil. Come on. 
For your rod and your staff, they comfort me. But what we have to understand about the rod and the staff is that the rod was a weapon that would actually attack uh, predator animals. Hello. The shepherds also had slings, but they would use those as weapons. And the, and the staff was the staff that's what they call a shepherd's crook. That little question mark thing. And they put it around the sheep's neck and they just pull that thing. And sometimes we don't like being pulled around. We say that the devil's attacking us, but actually God's correcting us. It's called a course correction. You're walking over there, but you ain't six foot three. You can't see. You're a little, you're a little two and a half foot little sheepy. And you can't see that cliff that you just think isn't there. Or all the other sheep carcasses that have fallen down that ditch. Hello. And so sometimes we just need that loving shepherd's crook to yank us and like, oh, I'm just getting attacked right now. No, you're being loved. (laughs) See, so I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Now, for me to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm going to smell that nasty smell. I'm going to have the sun get blocked out. And I'm now in a shadow. I'm not in sunlight anymore. See? Ministry, a little little, little sermon demonstration. See, I'm in the sun. We're just walking in, in the light. And then the second I walk and something, an obstruction blocks the light, I feel cut off from that heat. And I come into a cold, dark place. And I feel, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I feel cut off. But the sun is still shining. And it's shining ahead of me if I just keep walking. Winston Churchill, who was the, was the political leader of the UK or, or England during World War II, he said, if you're going through hell, for goodness sake, don't stop. Keep going through. Hello. Most people get lulled into the idea that we need to stop and cry and feel bad for ourselves and find someone to blame and just have an emotional meltdown and they stop in hell and they stay there for years and hell becomes an identity and they start treating everyone around them like hell. Yeah. That is so true. Even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me and you're with me even when I can't feel you remember God said it to Abraham Uh, David referred to it Jesus said it to the disciples and lo I'm with you even till the end of the age I will never leave you nor forsake you so what that means is Jesus is standing with us here right now he's not some fairy floaty misty thing up in the sky God is with us always even when you can't feel him See, we walk into a lot of situations like, I'm all alone and Jesus has left me to die with the devil. (laughs) But that's just not true. Your senses are being so attacked that you can't feel God's presence because you're walking through a difficult season and all you can see is Satan's pyrotechnic show. Hello? I'm just smashing something today. We need, to, we need to be thinking right. Because if we don't have our senses tuned and disciplined, we start to believe everything we see. And that's the problem with our generation. Our generation is more interested in what they can see than what the book says. We need to stop judging. That's why the Bible says we don't walk by sight, we walk by faith. That's right. Hello? That's right. 
Put differently, that means we don't walk by the way we feel. Now that has become a belief system of the millennial generation. It's not even about an age, it's really about the age we're living in. It's nothing to do with being young. There's a lot of older people that are talking like that too. Well, if it feels good to my soul, it must be God. Uh-huh. Like Eve's first bite into that fruit. That must be God, yeah? Mm-hmm. Now you're naked. <laughs> Just needed to leave a little two-second gap there. <laughs> you see, see, the problem is, is that we've forgotten what it looks like to be disciplined. People sometimes look at me and they're like, man, you're really hardcore. I said, no, I'm disciplined. And I know whom and what I believe. And I'm persuaded that Jesus is able to keep me on track until the day that I either go up or he comes down. Yeah, right. Whichever happens first. I'm persuaded that I'm immovable. Yeah, I really am. And to some people that makes me threatening. To some people that means I'm too intense and too hardcore and I'm not sensitive enough. But actually to the kingdom that makes me right. Yes. Amen. It's not an arrogant statement, it's just right. Because yes. I know who I've believed in. Yeah. His name is Jesus. Yeah. He conquered sin and death. This is not arrogance, it's confidence. Yeah. You've got to know the difference. If you're, if you're all about feeding your emotions, you're going to look at me, man, that, that was one of the most arrogant preachers I ever heard. Well, to you it would be if you said it like that. But I've been through too many wars and see Jesus come out on top every time. Yeah. I've been through too many battles where it looked like I was losing everything and I came out without smelling like smoke. Come on. I've watched Jesus get in the middle of things and turn impossible situations around. That should have never happened. I am too invested in the goodness of God. And yes, there are still days where I'm like, God, where are you? This is dark. Me. Yes. You still have those days. But you have to be persuaded that God is not a man that he should lie. We have lying culture around us, but God has never lied. God has never broken one promise. That's what makes God scary to the unbeliever. Because God's promises are absolutes on the good side and the bad side of judgment. He's not changing his mind because all of a sudden, let's just feel sorry for everyone and maybe give everyone a second life. No, God's actually made absolute statements. Hello? So when you start to understand that, you start to understand that Jesus conquered a fallen angel, not an equal God. Someone needs to put that in a meme. That's fresh. Jesus, I'm going to say that again because it's beautiful. Jesus conquered a fallen angel, not an equal God. Okay. So, so when the devil comes in, it's not a toss-up between God and the devil. Like, hopefully the wind blows the right way so God comes out on top. No. God has already defeated sin and death. It's done. I am here to stand and enforce that victory. Now, yes, some days I can smell the bad breath of hell coming down the back of my collar, and it sucks. But that's only because they're afraid of me. That's only because they're terrified of where God's taking me. 
That's only because of the stamp and the seal that hell can see on your head. That's only because of the destiny that is in front of you if you just actually die to yourself. That's only because the devil has a better idea of the giftings on the inside of you and the mandates and the calls and the power of God and the word of just the gospel. That's why I'm hitting that thing so hard. He has a better idea of it than you do because he can see in the spirit realm 24-7. You get feelings of it. Glimpses. So even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear evil because Jesus, my big brother, is with me. And I can walk through the darkest places and come out okay because hell can't take me. I might get hurt. I might suffer loss. I might, I might get persecuted. It might try and attack my health, but I'm going to be all right. So we need to get our game face back on. Stop showing hell you're afraid. That's one of the first things I learned when I was fighting. You don't let them see you're afraid. You just look them straight in the eyes and say, mum, 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 I got a big brother and I'm telling. <laughs> Hello? Okay. I know you did that when you were kids. <laughs> so how do we stand through these seasons where we don't end up retreating? Where we don't end up retracting what we believe? Well, you know, I'm not so sure if I believe that anymore because my experience is different to my faith. And so because my experience and what it looks like and how it's made me feel is different than what I've read, well, maybe it's time we just shift over to a different religion. Maybe we just take the Bible and we alter it to suit our experience instead of waiting for our experience to line up with the Bible. watched a lot of people tap out because halfway through the book they think they know how the book ends but you don't get to flick to the end page in the book of life not the book of life just your book of life hello you gotta hold on I've been burnt to the ground a few times it sucks and yeah you do have emotions in that you can't let the emotions be like those hijackers that break into the cockpits of airplanes and take over the wheel. Mm-hmm. You've got to keep your emotions in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hello? You guys seen those terrorist movies where they break into the cockpit of the plane and they throw the pilots in the back and they take over and it just turns into a circus? You, you let your emotions into the cockpit of that plane, you are in trouble. That's right. Have emotions. I got them too. I, I cry once in a while. Believe it or not, that, that's real. Okay, I do cry once in a while. But I don't let that steer my ship. I have to discipline my emotions, my feelings, my senses, and my perceptions. And I have to line myself up with the Word of God that's given me promises, mandates, and commands to hold the line. Because God's coming out on top in your life. Come on, guys. Amen. I told you we're here to raise an army, not like have a little daycare. That's Christian right. Center. That's right. 
So how do we how do we stand through these seasons so we don't end up retreating, retracting our faith, or watch this one, or doubting God's goodness? This is what the devil wants. The devil wants you to start to question how good God really is to you. Mm-hmm. Well, look at that person. He's been kind to them. Why has he been so forgetful for you? Why has he overlooked you? Why has why have you not been cared for? Why have you not been vindicated? You see, when the devil comes in, he very rarely comes with statements. He mostly comes with questions. Has God not said that you could jump off this high place, Jesus, and that he wouldn't command his angels to catch you? That wasn't a statement. That was a question. Do you really believe that God is saying this for your good, or do you think he's trying to keep something really good from you? That fruit looks pretty good, doesn't it? See, it's a question. That's how the devil works. He works with contradicting, undermining questions that sow doubt. You're walking through a rough season where your emotions are vulnerable, and he comes in and says, I thought God said that if you gave him the offering that he'd take care of all your needs. What's going on? Maybe you should just come. Forget, maybe you should just quit now and become a professional sinner and enjoy yourself. Come on, don't don't look at me like, oh, he's never said that to me. <laughs> you know he said it to you. <laughs> he's come at you hard with that one. Just come back. I got some goodies in the back for you. <laughs> Got a little white van with painted out windows. <laughs> He's a kitty snatcher. That's what he is. That's 100% what the devil is. So like, I got some candy back there. You want some? I'm like, well, daddy hasn't given me candy in like three months. It's really bad. It's like, oh, what kind of dad wouldn't give you candy? I got some. You know that little statement, curiosity killed the cat? It also takes out a lot of sons and daughters. See, that's why there almost has to be... Look, I understand we have feminine masculine in the room. I'm not talking about gender right now, but what I am going to say is that's why, that's why at times there is a disciplined military resolve that you see coming out of me because I've just watched too many people get swallowed up in the wayside that there's no room in that for my life. Yeah. It looks like heartlessness, but it's actually decidedness. If you don't decide you are open for debate and if you're open for debate you're open for demonic counsel and if you open up for demonic counsel long enough soon you're going to be counseling other people on how you've fallen hoping they'll join you that's a fact okay so so that's what the devil wants he wants you to doubt god's goodness because this remember it says those that come to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of sorry must believe that he is good and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him so the second now that you doubt that he's got good things for you and he only wants to lead you through a life of misery once you start playing with that idea you're halfway there you guys with me that's what the devil wants he wants you to question has god really said my yoke is easy and my burden is light because your life looks like it's pretty bad. Huh. 
Maybe go away and think about that for four or five days and come back to my office. That's exactly that's how he plays it. We need to be smarter than that. We need to smell that death and kick it to the curb. That's right. Okay, a couple of scriptures for you here. First Peter chapter 4. I promise I'm not going to be long today. You're going to be so happy. First Peter chapter 4. I'm going to start with verse 12 through 14. Reading from the New King James Version. Beloved, or brothers and sisters, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Oh! So I shouldn't be surprised. I shouldn't be protesting outside the gates of heaven why God hasn't treated me kindly. Huh. Not even should I be upset. I shouldn't even think it's weird. I shouldn't even think it's unkind or unfair. <laughs> I mean, this one just gets all of us. Like, I just want to complain to God. This guy's like, well, I got a couple of verses you should read before you come with that request. <laughs> Little shepherd crook. <laughs> As though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice. Wait a minute. You're telling me to rejoice when stuff's getting real? I use stuff. (laughs) When things are going upside down and my life's starting to look pretty rough. (laughs) That was perfect. (laughs) When things are starting to look really like it's just everything's coming unhinged, you're telling me to rejoice? That's a massive attitude realignment. But you rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings. Oh, no longer a, I live, but I'm crucified with Christ. Is that what that means? Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome to the family. <laughs> I'm sorry if some fake place gave you a bad brochure. Here's the real one. <laughs> it's like them little dudes on the side of the road. When we first got it, there's people on the side of the road like, $99 to Hawaii, including accommodations. <laughs> what you didn't know is there's some three-day weird, like, timeshare blowout that you can't even get off the premises. Someone's trying to lock you up. You guys know, I'm t- we first came here like, $99? This place is awesome. And then you get blown out. A lot of Christians get that kind of treatment when they come to the kingdom. They get a bunch of weirdos offering them all kinds of trinkets and treats that are just aren't true. We just need it. That's right. A lot of people don't like me because I'm just so honest. They prefer lies. But I'd rather love you with honesty and truth than romance you with lies that could make you burn. Okay, so let's keep reading. So that you're going to partake of Christ's sufferings that when His glory is revealed, so when Jesus shows up and is like, Hey guys, I'm home! And everyone sees Jesus for who he really is. Conquering king, not little three pound, four ounce baby Jesus wrapped in swaddling clothes. I need to stop with When that Jesus shows up, guess what? We get to be a part of the action. That's what it's saying. See, see, I was told something when I was younger about this 
career and life. This old guy talked to me and says, I've got some advice for you. He says, you can play now and work later, or you can work now and be secure and play later. As soon as I heard that, I was like, because all my friends were just like having a lot of fun. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. The same is true with eternity. 70 years of playing for an eternity of burning. Or 70 years plus of living right for Jesus and getting a hell coming at you once in a while, but also seeing the glory of God manifest in the earth for an eternity of glory. Come on, yeah. it's worth it. And we get a body upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> Calorie free diets. That's right. I like that. Amen. <laughs> so when his glory is revealed that you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you're reproached for the name of Christ, now that's not just people, but please hear me on this. If you're reproached for the name of Christ, that can be people saying, well, it's persecuting you because you're a Christian. Right now, there is a movement in this nation that's starting to come against Christians and churches. Yes, and if you don't believe me, name one time, name one time in the last seven months when a mosque has been called out. Hello? Hello? See, so that's one type of persecution. The other type of persecution looks like hell coming after you. And that can be real subtle because it can start to attack your mind. Remember it talks about in, in, in Revelation, it says the beast made war against the minds of the saints to wear them out. Why do you wear out someone's minds? Because you can't get past their physical resolve, their spiritual resolve, so you start trying to get to their mind to wear them down so they fall over easy. Like if someone comes to me and they need intense counselling or they need me to make a decision and I'm tired, that, that meeting's getting cancelled. Because if I'm tired, I might not make the right decision or give the right counsel. Yeah. Hello. Because if my mind's worn out, I'm not at my A game. Yeah. And if you're worn out over and over and over again, it can start to make you feel like you're not making progress and you lose the morale of momentum okay so the enemy's looking for this he can't get your spirit so he's coming after your mind that's right the devil ain't standing there like trying to hit you with demonic fireballs he's trying to get your mind hello if your approach for his name in christ blessed you are for the spirit of glory and god rests upon you if you're going through hard stuff, God's with you. That's why I tell people, if you're just, everything's fine and they've never had a problem type of Christian, I'm super concerned about your salvation. Honestly, I really am. Oh, I never have problems. We're all just, everyone's just happy all the time. We've never had any issues. And never felt like any kind of demonic stuff's ever tried to mess with us. We're just great. We're just super blessed. Everything's awesome always. I'm like, huh. form of godliness but denying the power because the devil is finite he's not infinite like god he doesn't have resources to waste on fake christians know that he doesn't have a spare army to go after all the fakes with they're already his prisoners 
they just look like us understand this guys that's why Jesus said I'm going to let the lambs grow up with the goats and the tares with the wheat there's a whole lot of people in church ain't going to make it upstairs that's right that's why it's good hearing preaching like this because it makes you just check yourself now I'm going to be on the right side Jesus if there's something wrong with me I'm getting it out I'd rather hear that than be like everything's great guys God's got a plan for your life don't worry about a thing he accepts you the way you are keep sitting there's grace and mercy for everything no that's not Jesus that's another Jesus that's a fake Jesus that's not a way maker Jesus <laughs> not a promise keeper Jesus <laughs> okay for the spirit, the spirit of glory of God rests upon you, and on the part he is, and on their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he's glorified. See, so while it feels feels like we're getting attacked in the spiritual world, there is the presence of God emanating on us. See, a lot of the times it feels like hell's been trying to break us, to push us, to, to crush us. But what we don't see, see, we in those moments. We tend to think it's just me pushing against the weight. It's just me. But actually, there's God's hands and the angels, all the stuff you can't see, that's causing you not to be overwhelmed. You are pushed up to a limit. Yeah, that's true. We're going to get there with my next scripture. I haven't got much longer to go. Okay? Watch this. James chapter 1 and verse 2. James chapter 1 and verse 2. My brothers and sisters, watch this. This is just the, not the scripture you want to hear. This is not the one that's going to just comfort your emotions. My brothers and sisters, or my brethren, count, or my family, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That is an oxymoron. That is not supposed to go in the same sentence. Count it all joy when various bad stuff's happening to you. What? That's insane. No, it's the Word of God. Watch this. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Watch this. The devil comes in to attack you thinking that he's going to break you. God is too confident of his spirit on the inside of you and while he's allowed the devil to get close enough to cause chaos God's going to use it for your benefit because while the devil's thinking he's breaking you your resistance and perseverance is making you stronger see there's a point when you like we've got three little boys but when they were born they were like all wrapped up in little swaddling clothes and they were like in little baby get up. They couldn't do nothing. They couldn't walk. They couldn't crawl. Like, you have this baby, it's just this little lump of flesh that cries and like, like, keeps you up. <laughs> Particularly my wife. Okay? But then there's this amazing moment when you're like, dude, they're starting to crawl. This is a miracle. And then a little bit longer, then they start walking and they face plant a few times. It's awesome. Right? But they start... They start growing. But to get to the place from when there's a little baby that just has 100% dependence on a parent and a young boy that can run up to the fridge and grab an apple, 
is resistance of moments where there is awkward pain learning to stand. And that first step where there's a fall, where it feels like and it looks like unfair growth and awkward pain of falling over and clumsy stuff. But that produces perseverance, which starts to develop maturity. The problem and why I refer to the modern church so much is most churches, if you could look in the spirit, you'd see a whole bunch of little swaddling clothes of 50 year old men and women. That have never learnt to walk through uh, 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 trials and difficulties. Is someone getting something right now? Watch this. So the testing of their faith produces patience. Why? I patiently waited for the Lord. I didn't tantrum for the Lord. And he finally got sick of my cries. And for his own sanity, he lifted me out of the pit. Hey, he leaves us there long enough. Look, God could get us out right at the very first time the devil showed up. But that would do you no good. I think you guys have heard me. Like when I was a kid, we had chickens. And I remember one particular occasion, there was this little egg. When I first was uh, taking care of the chickens, there was a little egg and there was a little chick that was particularly struggling to get out of the egg. And in my brilliance, I thought, you know what? I'm going to help this chicken. Little chick. And so I got my fingers involved, my big old fingers. Well, they were a little smaller back then, but I got my fingers involved and started peeling the shell back. And this little chicken comes out and he stands there and it's all awesome and everything. He dies two days later. And I learned something that day is that when you touch or interfere with someone's life and you carry them when really they should be standing on their own, they're going to fall over anyways. And God's the same. God loves us too much to rescue us anytime the devil shows up 20 miles away. He wants us to become sons that can defend our father's kingdom, not just ones that have bad dreams at night. Hello? So in order to do that, you've got to get in the gym and feel the pain of that tearing muscle. Hello? That's what resistance looks like. That's what perseverance looks like. Patience looks like I trust my God. I'm really uncomfortable right now, but I know he's going to deliver me. And I know that hell's telling me all these things it's going to do to me, but it can't do anything. Hello? People fall when they... Peter fell into the waves when he believes that the waves had more power than Jesus. That's what happened. Peter started to believe for a second because he got his focus off Jesus. And he started looking at the waves and he respected those waves more than he respected Jesus' power. And so we have to learn to stand. And and here's the thing. If we keep failing tests, guess what happens? We keep getting more opportunities to walk through them. Because God loves you too much to not take you further until you can at least pass where you're at today. That's why some people stay in the same place for 20 years because they're too afraid to pass the test. They keep tapping out. And God's like, that's okay, I'll bring another one next year. It's going to slow you down getting to that destiny you're believing for, though. Someone getting something today? But let patience have its, uh, its perfect work that you may be perfected and complete. So you being perfected and completed 
looks like you walking through trials. Yep. But I don't want to walk through trials, Jesus. Okay, stay a baby. And then you don't get to walk into destiny. That's why Paul said, some of you ought to be teachers by now, but I'm still needing to soak toast in milk so that you yeah. can palate it. That's right. You're following me? Yeah. See, if you don't walk through trials, well, see, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going through trials all the time. Problem is, you're not passing them. Yeah. You keep tapping out. You keep bypassing them. You keep... You keep uh, 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 partnering with the devil and not actually partnering with God. So God wants to let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, watch this, lacking nothing. What is the very thing that the devil's telling you when you're going through these trials? You're going to have all kinds of lack. You're going to lose everything. It's all going to go badly for you. Your story's going to be a horrible one. It's going to be one of those tragic stories that the pastor uses in 30 years to convince people that God's real. <laughs> I've watched people like, oh, well, it's going to be a great testimony. Yeah, problem is you ain't living it. Yeah. You're enduring it. Mm, come on. Well, if I can just grit through this, I just disconnected from God and I'm like feeling persecuted by the devil and I just, no one's on my side. No, you ain't passing. That's a terrible way to live your life. Come on, stand up. Look this thing in the eye and say, God's for me. You can be Come on. Come on. Yeah. Amen. You just have to deal with it. Look, you can deal with it now and get through it difficult but quickly, or you can just have a long-standing side pain for the rest of your life. Because if you tell the devil that you are negotiable, guess what? Every time you start to do well, he knows where your tap-out button is. Yeah. You have to show him that you're with God and that you're not breakable. Yeah, come, on. come on. And I know it hurts. I know it sucks. Look, we, we, we go through hell. I'm not here telling you that I have every day is an awesome day. There are some days where I feel so much darkness around me, I wonder what's going on, but I know who I believe. That's right. Hello. Yeah. I got witches and warlocks coming after me, and I'm totally dead serious with that. Okay? They're praying and doing incantations, and I'm sending them back. But there's turbulence. I'm returning to sender. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm dead serious. I've had, I've had a, a coven coming after me the whole year. And we just found them out. And they're going to have to get saved, or they're going to have a whole lot of trouble. But the thing is, is that that stuff comes after you and it makes you feel under intense pressure and it makes you feel like that bike needs to be healed. And have a moment silence for that bike. But it makes you feel like, like you're losing it. It makes you feel like everything in your life has like nails coming against you. You guys know what I'm talking about here? But if you see that as your outcome, if you see that as a destination, you're going to eventually partner with it and agree with it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's that long worry you just have to live with if you don't fight this thing. <laughs> so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Now watch this. If any of you lacks wisdom, 
That would be all of us. That's right. Because wisdom is limitless, so that means we all could use some more. That's right. So if any of you lacks wisdom, that's a very gracious inclusion statement, isn't it? Right. Just like your little curtsy, just, just get up on the camel. <laughs> if any of you lacks wisdom, let him, <laughs> let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, that's not a political stance, that's generously, and without reproach. What that means is, there's no profile. God's not going to say, well, I'm going to give more over there and less over here. If you're hungry, you get fed in the kingdom. Yep. There's no little Oliver Twist story here. Hmm. You can have seconds. Come on. You got it, Carol, huh? <laughs> little, little, little Oliver Twist blow out. Everyone's like, huh? <laughs> and it will be given to him or her, but let him ask in faith. You can't get anything from God unless you're asking in faith. With no doubting, what's the very thing that the devil's trying to do when you're walking through trials? Doubt God. Question your faith. Question God's goodness. Why is that the theme of what the devil's objective is when... That's fine. As soon as I said devil, it started. <laughs> I'm just playing, I'm just playing. Maybe not though. <laughs> Why is it? Why is it that when we walk through trials, they're the areas that we, it's not even like the devil's telling me that I should quit, quit with God. It's that the atmosphere and the environment and the spiritual hostility that we're feeling is putting an unspoken question over us with this long-term worrying that that God's going to let you down that God has forgotten you that God has overlooked you that his that his goodness is now questionable why because you get nothing from God without that type of faith you get nothing from God unless you believe Him and that you're not double-minded. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man or woman suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. They are double-minded and unstable in all his ways or her ways. That's what the devil wants. The devil wants to put so much hurt around us that we become double-minded. Well, part of me wants to believe that God is good, but the other part of me is watch what's happened in my life. The devil wants us to get to a place where we start to question God's goodness because the second we do that, even though we love God and God loves us, even though God's supply is there for us, the second you get into double-mindedness and doubt, God cannot give you anything. Yep, true. It's not that he doesn't want to, it's that you've stopped him from doing it. Yep. Let not that man suppose he would receive anything from the Lord. You want a scripture? There it is right there. We just read it. Yep. So we have to be disciplined and decided in what we believe. Yep. Not skeptical and spectacle. Mm-hmm. We're not called to like sit back and watch and see how it affects our feelings. Or become so critically skeptical that we decide on the fly. 
See, for me, I've read the book since I was five years old. I've made up my mind. I'm not creatively interpreting it to make me feel good. I am leaning into what that thing sees, whether I like it or not. And a lot of times, my old me, old man Andrew, doesn't like what I'm reading. Because it makes me wrong. Get used to being wrong, by the way. And things will go a lot better. Just say, God, you're right, I'm wrong, I want to be like you. I want to be just like you. Which means I'm wrong. You're right. Hey. See, so, so we have to get to a place where we discipline ourselves so we only believe God. Yep. I don't even believe my feelings. I believe God. Mm-hmm. I know this goes against most modern teaching right now and most socialistic teaching, but this is the Word of God. I believe God's Word above my own perception mm-hmm. because I can only see to the road. I can't see beyond it. I can only feel how my life's affected me and I can only interpret what's happening based on my past experiences which were blown. <laughs> Hello. So I have to go back to the Word of God and say I believe you and I believe that you're a water of those that diligently seek you and even if I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I'll fear no evil. You're with me. Your rod and your staff. Your rod to protect me from harm from the devil and your staff to guide me and lead me in the ways of truth. See, if you just let that be your, 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 your plumb line, you're going to make it. The second you get into speculation of like, well, I feel like God's leading me in a new direction now. You have bought into something very dark. Because you're open to compromise through negotiation. Influenced by your experience. Is, this, is someone getting something? The title of this message is, How Do You Make It Through Onslaught? Here's how you make it. You, 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 you obey the Word of God, you get it inside of you, and you do not veer from it no matter what happens. See, in World War I, they, uh, there's, I don't know if you guys have seen much history about World War I, but it was mostly fought in the trenches. And it was of the Ottoman Empire, which I don't have time to go into, but um, it was one of the most gruesome wars because... It was very close proximity and they would they would do all kinds of bombing and, and shelling and they had this thing called mustard gas and terrible terrible stuff barbed wire is just horrible like horrible places for hundreds of thousands of men millions of men to die and what would happen was is that the enemy would bombard those trenches with bombs and mortars so much that uh, you guys in modern warfare you guys know what a flashbang is It's designed to disorientate you where you lose your perception and your senses and you get completely like you forget what you are and where you are for a minute. And what it would do is it would make the enemy would fire mortars over and all their all their soldiers would be ready to shoot. Those mortars would drop into the trenches and all the men like not all of them, but a lot of guys would stand up and forget who they were and what they were for just a moment. Just a moment. Well trained soldier. Just a moment and get a bullet straight through the head. As soon as they stood up out of the trenches, like, what's going on? Boom, eternity. The devil only needs you to not be disciplined for a moment. I'm not trying to, I'm not preaching fear, I'm preaching discipline. That's what a disciple means. Disciple is a disciplined one. Okay. Because God's trying to get you to a place where you're perfected. 
and shaped by heaven. Not shaped by your emotions and your soul. Everything from Genesis till now, the devil has influenced and appealed to the hearts and souls through the gateway of the mind. If it feels good, do it. There's a whole doctrine right now sweeping parts of the body of Christ that goes basically, if it feels good to your soul, it must be God. As unbelievable as that sounds, that's actually sweeping through some parts of the body right now. And it's, it's cleaning churches out. You know why? Because preachers have been ashamed to preach the real truth. And so when stuff like that comes through, everyone buys into it because it's very attractive. Oh, this seems like an upgrade. This is a new dispensation of grace. Yeah, highway to hell. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last scripture. Last scripture. Okay. Last scripture and we're landing. This is a miracle. Well, kind of. Re- Revelation chapter 12. And I'm going to read from verse 11. Very well known passage. Revelation 12, verse 11. And they overcame him. This is speaking about the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's not the end though. And they did not love their lives to the death. If you try and save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for his sake, you'll find it. The problem is, is our emotions are trying to save our lives so that we feel better and we feel more safe or we feel more blessed. Rather than Jesus, wherever you lead me, I'll go. Even if that looks like seasons of difficulty, I will go. That's what I told Jesus when I when I was coming up in the Holy Ghost. I said, if you want me to live on a mud mud floor and a little straw hut, I'll do it. If you send me, I'll go. And that's the truth. I would have happily gone to Africa or Asia or South America, very happily. But he sent me here, so you have to put up with me. <laughs> that's the truth. Most people just want to go where there's palm trees and beaches. That's probably why God sent me here, because I didn't ask for that. We all want to have our best life now. I want my best life then. Yeah. Right. Hello. Right. See, so they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. What's that? What, we're going to break this down, these three parts, then I'm going to close. They overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. What that means is the finished work of the cross. Yeah. The blood of Jesus... That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Jesus that nullifies your sin and the chains that that sin represents. Yeah. So what that means is I'm overcoming Satan with the power of another, not my own. Right. Too many people try and take on hell with their own strength. Right. That's what the sons of Sceva did. They tried using their own strength. Remember the story? Right. They tried saying, well, come out in Jesus' name, come out. But they weren't even saved. They just knew the words. They, they recited the ritual. They recited the mantra of it all. But it didn't work because it wasn't authentic. But true sons and daughters don't come at it with their own ability, with their own strength to flesh. Remember I talked about the strength of a horse? They don't come at it with their own strength. They overcame him with the blood of the lamb. I have the blood of my older brother. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Conquered sin, death, and hell. You have no power here. Satan the black. See, so, so, sorry, if you don't know what I was saying, I was, I was quoting, doing a little quote on uh, Lord of the Rings. A little twisted up. If, if we understand, because here, look, I'll give you my personal testimony. There are times where Satan has come after me 
and he's not stupid okay like there's times where like it's like what the heck's hell doing right now that's really dumb but at the same time he's very strategic and we agree on that yeah. what he tries to do and i've taught i've taught this before so i'm going to be very quick what he tries to do is he tries to pull us out abiding under the shadow of the almighty and stepping into us taking something on in our own ability and if that happens you actually come out from underneath covering and you step into danger that's why it's like I, i've had a couple of young christians at times they're like we're going to go preach we're going to go uh, pray against principalities i'm like no you're not ready for that let's just get you and your bedroom sorted Hello, you got me? So, so, so on that, we have to make sure that when we are, and it's not just in battle, it's in life, we are taking the blood of Jesus and that is our banner. That's the blood over the doorpost that actually leads the way. Does that make sense? So, so, that's the first point. They overcame them with the blood of the Lamb. Next one is the word of their testimony. I like this because there's so much revelation on this point. It says that if you believe that Jesus is Lord and confess with your mouth. There's a lot of like inward believing only Christians. Well, I know what I believe and that's my personal conviction. But it never comes out their mouth. See, right now us preaching out here or me preaching out here, us worshipping in this park, we're changing atmospheres in this park. Do you guys understand that? Not because we're standing here quietly, kumbaya on the inside, but because there is a sound, a voice, and words coming out that are challenging atmospheres and pushing back darkness. Hello. And so the same is true. So they overcame them by the blood of the Lamb. That means I'm using the power of God, not my own. But at the same time, I have a strong belief in the in, in the lamp in the in the in the sorry in the word of God. Getting all my tongues twisted there. I have a strong belief in the word of God. It is not knowledge. It is something I own. So then the word of my testimony comes out. See, all hell has been at different times stooped up over the top of me, where it's felt like the whole sky's gone dark, and I felt shrouded out. And I felt like, you actually feel levels of hopelessness. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's like, man, I just feel like hope's gone. I just feel like a draining of like joy. Like, what's happening? That's not a time for you to hide under the table or get underneath the bed. Because that's what that thing, that's the response that that spirit makes you feel like you want to do. You want to go like, pull up the covers. Go forget your life and just watch Netflix for four days. And nights. <laughs> true? It's true. But we can't do that. We actually have to respond with a declaration of what we believe and speak to an atmosphere. Even if it feels like it just like hit the wall and fell over. You still have to keep speaking. You overcame by the blood of the Lamb, my, 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 my family, my brother, my father's power that comes and it marks the power designation with which we're fighting this war. I'm not fighting it with willpower, although my will is involved. Because my willpower will not outlast the devil. I want you to understand that. Because the devil understands how to wear you out until your will is negotiable. So it can't be with the currency of willpower. 
with the blood of the Lamb and now with the word of my testimony. Huntington Beach shall be safe. Amen. Okay? Amen. My family's going to be safe. That's right. Amen. Okay? My finances are coming in order. That's right. Amen. That future spouse is coming. Come on. Or whatever it is. Justice in my in my city, what, whatever that looks like. Right. We're getting a, the, the thing is, is that the enemy tries to block you off, and the first thing he comes to you and he says, "You're saying that that miracle's never coming, that answer's never coming. See how dark the atmosphere is around you. See how oppressed it feels. And you're and you and like at first you know that's not true, but if it can sit there long enough, you start forgetting what the light." We have to constantly keep declaring, especially when you can't feel it. Remember, in the beginning, darkness covered the face of the deep. But God said, and it shifted. You're made in God's image. So when it feels like that oppressive, demonic darkness, that cloud, that hopelessness, that joy is gone, your job is not to cry or to call that friend whose sole gift is to coddle your emotions. And that's the only reason you get in touch with them because they make you feel like you can forget your issues and just gossip and like coddle all of the terrible things that are happening. Your job is actually to find someone who is a warrior and that's going to pray and declare with you. They overcame them uh, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony, but that's where most people stop because the next part's expensive. And they did not love their lives until death. Most of us have a tap out point. None of us want to admit it, but it's true. We have to get rid of that tap out point. That's right. Yeah. See, that's why Jesus said, I know you guys are enjoying the loaves and the fishes and hearing the beautiful beatitudes. But when I start talking about actually like, you gotta eat my body and drink my flesh, you guys are tapping out. You gotta get rid of that, you gotta throw that key away. That's why later on he said, if you wanna be like me, if you wanna come after this, you gotta deny yourself. When you deny yourself, you've just denied the ability to quit. That's right. That's why Paul said, I'm not my own, I am the I'm a slave. He called himself a bond servant. A bond servant is a slave that served, has the ability to go free, but has chosen servitude to a master. That's right. And they would actually put the ear up of the slave up against the doorpost, this is interesting, up against the doorpost of the house, and they would actually use a punch, and they would punch in the side of the ear, and the blood of the slave would flow on the doorpost, and that son would, that, that slave would now be treated like a son. Someone getting this? Yes. That's what a bond servant is. A slave by choice. Powerful guys. But to get there, you're giving up rights. But the reality is, is you gave them up anyways when you said, Jesus, I'm going to hell, and if I don't have you, I'm done. Be Lord. When you said, Jesus, be Lord of my life, you said, I am son, your master. That's right. You're now no longer your own. You've been bought with a price. Yes. Our problem is psychologically, we keep taking it back. So how do we love, how do we not love our lives to the point of death? We be like Jesus. Jesus was the lamb, watch this, the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He was destined to die for us. It wasn't an option. 
If we can change our thinking where we stop looking, it's like not a pick a path program, guys. It's not an elective multi-choice. There are things you were destined to walk through before the world was founded. It's not just Jesus' story, it's yours. We're now bought with grace. So when the pressure comes on, I'm not looking for an easy out. I'm looking for grace to walk through. I need the grace to walk through this. Yeah, I'm not liking this. I'm not enjoying this. But I know that if I'm faithful on the other side, there's great breakthrough, there's blessing, there's increase, there's promotion. God's going to mature me. He's going to be able to trust me with more. The devil's not going to get me on the easy stuff anymore. So they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb, by the word of their testament. They're speaking to atmospheres. Guys, some of you just need to learn how to speak to atmospheres. You don't speak to atmospheres. You need to. Stop getting your Tony Robbins and chanting your mantra in the morning while you're brushing your teeth and start declaring the kingdom of God over your life. Yeah, It'll on. do a whole lot more. Come on. I am awesome. I'm going to take over the world. Jesus is awesome. Jesus owns this house. This is God's atmosphere. My work shall be saved. Come on. See, that, that's, that's a good testimony. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. That's a good testimony. You know what hell does? And they're running off down the street. They don't like the word of God when someone believes it. They overcame them by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony. And they see, when you love your life, you're easy to topple because you have something to lose. See, like, there were these guys, I'm going to finish with this. There were these guys, and you guys, Viking history is pretty wrecked, okay? The, the, the Norwegian Vikings were pretty wrecked. Does anyone hear Norwegian? Okay, we got a little bit of, I got some, I got Scandinavian and some of that stuff in me, so we're all crazy. Okay, so, they, has anyone ever heard of these guys called Berserkers? So, Berserkers were gnarly, gnarly dudes. These guys, when there was intense battles going on, where either it was a battlefield or there was an enemy camp, they would load these guys up. They were basically like the kamikaze pilots, the Japanese kamikaze pilots. Okay, in World War II. These berserkers, they would feed them so many magic mushrooms that these dudes would turn into like hypodermic needles all on their own. Okay? They would feed... I don't know if you guys know this, this is true history, you can look it up. They would feed them like loads of, of, of magic mushrooms and they would put two axes or an axe and a sword in each hand, no shield. And they would just run through the enemy's lines or the enemy's camp and tear them up. And they would take all kinds of arrows and they wouldn't feel it. So you can't stop someone that's all hyped up on Mountain Dew like that. <laughs> because they were already dead when they started taking the mushrooms. You guys get this? Yeah. The problem is, is we've all got too much to lose. Yeah. <laughs> A little berserker. <laughs> the problem is is that it's like well I've got remember Jesus like hey he tells a story about the wedding feast hey come to the wedding I've got my son's got this amount well I've got to go I bought these two cows I like your cow <laughs> I bought these two cows or hey my, my father just died or I've just bought some land and Jesus like they're not worthy of the kingdom because there's all this stuff that has them the ability to tap out I'm not saying that we become impersonal. I'm not saying that we become like weirdos and intolerant weirdos, all that kind of stuff. I'm saying that we have to get to a place where our emotions can't be manipulated that make us tap out. You guys with me? Where we actually get to a place that's like, no matter what Jesus asks of me, I'm in. 
even if that looks like me not doing what I enjoy. One of the worst things that sweat the body is like God's only going to ask you to do things that you really enjoy and love. That's in your heart. The things that are, in, you know, like, you know, it's like, well, if you seek first the kingdom, he'll give you all the desires of your heart. That's true. But sometimes you didn't know they were desires till years later. <laughs> That's a fact, man. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's like, this is not my desire, Jesus. This sucks. And three, four years later, oh, Jesus, I'm so glad you made me into this. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we just have to work on being obedient and not looking to find what suits our emotions and our likes and dislikes. Amen? Amen. Someone get something today. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Let's stand to our feet. Father, we just thank you for today. God, I thank you that you are training us to stand in seasons of adversity and seasons, God, where it feels like our lives have fallen apart. And even as we've been hearing this today, God, we've, we've thought about seasons of our life where we've failed tests. Where we've gone around the mountain or we've maybe not seen it for what it was. As opposed to an opportunity to grow, we've seen it as you neglecting us. And right now, God, we're just sorry. We repent for complaining and murmuring when you were actually trying to rescue us out of Egypt. <laughs> we ask, God, that you just really help us to be wise, that we would walk in a really healthy manner. We'd walk in a, in a way that God would be pleasing to you, that you can mature us and cause us to work with, walk with perseverance and patience, long-suffering, God, that we would be matured, that we would be developed, that we wouldn't fall over for the things that hell tripped us up last year with, God, that we would be growing, that, that, that you would be causing deeper roots to go down in us, in Jesus' name. I just pray, God, that you would teach each one of us what it looks like to die to ourselves, to use the blood of Jesus over our lives every day and to declare our testimony, to speak to atmospheres over our lives, to push back darkness, to push back every form of the devil. Where the devil's been living, we're going to put that line in the ground and say, you will not pass. You are not coming past this line ever again in my life. You are not going to topple me. You're not going to take my mind out. You're not going to wear me down anymore. You're not going to tell me that God's abandoned me. You are for me, God. Who could be against me? And I'm not tolerating this devil anymore. God, I just pray that you'd really teach us to walk with boldness, God. And even when it feels like all of your light is cut off and there's no hope, that we'd just start declaring to atmospheres and atmospheres would start backing up and, and bowing and, and heaven would just start coming. I pray, God, as you teach us to do it personally, that you'll start to develop us so we can do it to our houses and our streets our neighborhoods and our communities, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.